Hello again, and welcome to What's the Score, the show designed to help you come up with that winning combination for your business. And we got the winning combination in the studio today, as usual, starting off with Lucy Polito of Score. Great to see you again, Lucy. Good to see you, Chris. And Rich Jekyll of Score, the award-winning Rich Jekyll of Score. Christopher Hart of Lucy's Heart. That's right. I am Christopher <laughs> Hart of the American Adversaries radio show. And we thank you for tuning into this show. We really do appreciate it. Of course, this show is designed to help you know all about what Score has to offer. So it may benefit you or someone that's uh, close to you. And just for general information purposes going forward, because you never know when this type of information is needed. And scores, there's always a need for the great folks over there at score. Right, Rich? Oh, you got that, man. I did a uh, seminar, uh, intro seminar at the Maitland Chamber of Commerce. Okay. And it was at the, what's the big sportsplex, RDV or RDV sportsplex. Beautiful facility. But anyway, it was just a uh, an intro to these people about what SCORE was about and how they can use our services, et cetera. So I'd like to just say if there's people out there that need somebody to come in and do a little intro, this only took about 20 minutes, actually, uh, give us a call. We'd be happy to show up at Chambers, Rotary Clubs, anything. Bars. I've been into bars. <laughs> no doubt about that. Yeah, yeah those, that's your specialty. Right. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Uh, in all seriousness, uh, SCORE does do outreach. Community uh, outreach, right. As Rich is uh, talking about here. And there are several ways, of course, to contact SCORE. You can call them at 407-424-4844. No, or, no, no, no. What, I did, get a, did I get it wrong? Four two zero four two zero forty eight forty four. I'm sorry. Four zero seven four two zero forty eight forty four. Of course, Orlando dot score dot org, and then also you can just walk in the door over at the National Entrepreneur and Center. You may see Lucy or I over there. Indeed, real or, people. That's right. Or if you call on the phone, and that's during normal business hours uh, during the week, plus nine to two on Saturday. And uh, if you go to Orlando.score.org, not only will you be able to contact SCORE and uh, line up perhaps a presentation, as Rich was just talking about, but you can also see the lineup of seminars and other offerings that SCORE has going on all the time at the National Entrepreneur Center. And you happen to have a green sheet with you. Yeah, indeed I do. You carry that with you. That's good. Yeah, and the green sheet is what, Lucy? The green sheet has all the seminars that we offer, and we uh, encourage people to look at our website frequently because we do change them, and we have a couple of new ones. So uh, I think that's pretty exciting. We try to stay abreast of what's going on in the community and also in the business world. So we try to uh, offer the appropriate seminars. Indeed. In fact, the seminar schedule comes out monthly, right. and several of the seminars are repeat seminars because they're the introductory package. They're the basic, right. the basic how do I start a business seminars. And those are repeated uh, on a regular basis because the demand is there on a, right. on a daily basis. Right. And then you have the other, what shall we call them, specialty seminars that have to do with perhaps a particular season of the year or particular change or need because of some technological update, for instance. Yeah, one one uh, that is generally filled all the time, we alternate with Rollins College, and it's called How to Start Your Nonprofit. Yeah. Okay, we get a lot of nonprofit people in there that want to come in. How do I start it? How do I fill out the application, et cetera, et cetera. So one week it's done at, or one month it's done at our place, and one month it's done at Rollins. And we were just talking about nonprofits, so what, a couple of weeks yeah, ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can Who was go, that? So you can go to the archive and find out. Oh, and I'll pull out his card I'm going to have to go to the archive. The, uh, that's right. The, and that's, of course, at uh, the uh, SCORE website, orlando.score.org. And once again, if you go there, you'll be able to... Uh, access all of the prior What's the Score shows going back over four years now. Yeah, they were just telling me that if you go to that link, uh, it's got a picture of you and me and Paul 
of all people. Yeah, that's way, three way, years ago. Hey, that was way back when we first started. Right, that's right, right. right. Yeah, we got to right. update that stuff. All right. Okay. You, yeah. you need beauty in that particular picture. I'm in it. So, uh, once again, SCORE has a lot to offer, and they will outreach to your community organization should you like them to do so. And once again, the National Entrepreneur Center, I think we've mentioned so far today, is located in the Orlando Fashion Square, where there's some changes going on over there, re- rejuvenating the whole area. And uh, But SCORE is located on the west side. You can park in the parking garage. Just look for the vines on the wall. They'll lead you to SCORE and help you grow your business and get it actually started if you haven't even started it. So uh, once again, uh, do please take advantage of that. And don't forget... SCORE is a national organization with offices all over the country, right? That is correct. All volunteers, and we are a nonprofit as well. That's right. Okay. All right. So, as we said, SCORE works with other organizations, either in outreach situations and uh, also by having individuals come in and uh, do some of the presentations. There's the Coffee with the Leader series and the Lunch with the Leader series. And those happen during the week. And the coffee series is weekly now, right? Uh, I forgot. Is it Lucy? Uh, No, I think it's every other week. Every Every other other week. week. Yeah. All right. But, you know, once again, you can go to Orlando.score.org and find out the schedule, what's being offered. And don't forget to register there because uh, you really need to sign up ahead of time so that they have the appropriate materials. materials. Right. Right. Yeah. So, but uh, that leads us to today's guest because he's going to be making a presentation at one of these events. And his name is Matthew Rose. He's the CEO of Intersection Technology Solutions. Thanks for sitting in with us today, Matthew. Well, thanks for having me. Uh, we appreciate it. Well, first thing we usually like to do around here is find out a little bit something about the guest. Uh, so we start with, are you from this area? Uh, originally, no. Uh, I've been here since the end of 2009, um, but I'm originally from Orange County, New York. So I always have to say New York because there's Orange County here. But grew up there, went to college in Albany, New York, and then was in New York City for a number of years and met my now wife, who's from Miami. Okay. So somehow this is splitting the difference All coming right. down here. Uh, I'm from Attica. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> I'm out on work release program. <laughs> yeah, he, he did 15. Uh, and, and, what do you mean did? I still do it. <laughs> so uh, what did you go to school for? Uh, I, mean, actually, right. I mean, your your college. Degree. Yeah. So when I went for undergrad, I actually went for computer science, which was actually making programs and the zeros and ones. And right. wasn't for me. Right. Realized this is not my deal. Um, at the time, uh, Albany was just coming out with what they called MIS or management information systems. Now that I don't know what they call it at UCF nowadays. Okay. But that was where I, you know, got some Microsoft certification, Cisco, big, bigger technologies. Uh, and I'd had enough computer science to, um, Credits to get a minor, and so I majored in this, whatever they called it back in the MIS, information MIS, science, yeah. and I minored in business and computer science uh, at the time. Okay. Management information systems. Yeah, they, they were in the process of already changing it, and this yeah. was in 2003, so. Right, this was this sort of the transition was going on mm-hmm. between what was and what is. In right. my day, it was called data processing. Right, and you had big rooms full of uh, computer <laughs> and the computer equipment. was as big as this room, oh, I yeah, swear. That's right. And, and so you went to work in New York City, you said? Well, you know, being in that area, I mean, you know, where I grew up, there was a good amount of people that had local jobs, but it was really on the cusp of commuting because it was about an hour and a half to two hours on the train just to get into Midtown. I see. So yeah. some people did that and never saw their family, but I was young. You know, at the time I was young. I lived in, the, in, in Queens for a while, and I'd, you know— Got my first real job was right in downtown Manhattan. Doing what? Uh, actually, I, I got right into IT. Um, but before then, actually, take one step back. I actually went to California for what I call a boot camp in IT. It was about three months of really working on a computer 12 to sometimes 18 hours a day trying now, to get certification. Who sponsored? I mean, who was, uh, presented that? Unfortunately, it's a now defunct company that was called ICTP. They were it was International Consortium of Technology Professionals. It was in the okay. Anaheim, Florida, uh, California area. Okay. And uh, when I was looking for a job right after right after I graduated, there was a posting for it. Paid a good amount of money for it, but it was sure. you know you get all these certifications, you get a foot in the door. A lot of people thought it was crazy spending a good amount of money on that. It was almost more than a few years of education, <laughs> but hmm. it it really you know I came back from there. I went there in like 
June or July of 2003, I came back to New York in October and, uh, you know, did a couple hourly type jobs. I had a first really good job in New York City by the following April. You don't sound like a New Yorker. No, no, New Yorker. no, no. But be, because I was from upstate, you know, where I'm from an hour and a half from New York City, I was there enough. Then went to college more upstate. Uh, so I, I've always okay. gotten that, you know, you, you I have plenty the of language. Yeah, I have plenty of friends that, you know, grew up right in. In New oh, York City, yeah. but uh, I can hear it. I, I, you know, it's, it's almost like I can, I can understand it, speak their language if I need to. I can't right. understand it. Right. <laughs> and I grew up in New York. Well, and I just saw Robin down at the uh, National Entrepreneur Center. Boston. And she said something, and I was like, I got you. I'm from New York. She goes, Oh, good. You can understand me because she's got that, that <laughs> real big Boston accent. <laughs> Uh, but you, you came in on the tail end of the, as I call it, the old way, where, you know, it was. Uh, much more laborious uh, communicating with computers and, and that sort of thing. Uh, did you have to relearn everything all over again, or did that in a way help you as the, the transition occurred? I think I did okay with that, you know, and I think it kind of goes back to even the generational they talk about, the, the you know, because I'm right on the cusp. Some people call me a millennial. I'm really not, in my opinion, I'm, but I'm not really Gen X. Not put an opinion. Well, what the heck are yeah. you? Uh, I don't know. Well, you know, I've, I've, some people have called it a zenial. Some people have coined it a zenial because I did. Yeah, because I did grow up with internet. Did you but just not, make up a new generation? No, I, I, I can find you the article. Oh, okay. It's online. Right. I can send it to you. But um, it's kind of like our, this weird place because the millennials grew up with like you know internet from they were a baby, right? And then I did, you know, I you know I had Nintendo when I was a kid, and you know I played Atari really when I was younger, right? And then the internet came around. I want to say I was like eleven or twelve years old. When I got my first computer, and the thing cost like two thousand dollars for a piece sure. of junk, right? Exactly. <laughs> and, you know, and you got a, I remember getting a sound card, and it was like three hundred dollars, <laughs> and it, and then a CD-ROM was like a two X CD-ROM that we don't. talk. Talk, you know, CD-ROMs right. don't have that anymore. It was right. exactly. hundreds, you know. Yeah, because this was all new, yeah. cutting-edge right. stuff. Yeah. Right. My first one was a Radio Shack. Yeah. And, you know, go to computer fairs and, you know, PC Shopper, this magazine that used to come out. That was, so I, I grew up in that enough age. And then when I went to college, it was even college, like, you know, there was still dial-up. I didn't have uh, broadband internet in my apartment or my house until I went to college. And I was going because only because I lived on campus. Everywhere else around, there's still a dial. Wow. All right. so. We're going to have to uh, pick it up on the other side of the break. Once again, we're speaking today with Matthew Rose. Intersection Technology Solutions is his business now. And uh, we'll find out how he got from New, New York City skyscrapers and everything down here to uh, Cowtown and Mousetown. That's right. Obunk, Florida. Hey, 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 hey. Speak for yourself there, Attica Man. All right. We'll be right back with more of What's the Score after this short break. Please stick around. Okay, welcome back to What's the Score? Once again, this is the show to help you get that business of yours out and rolling in fine fashion. Speaking of fine fashion, we got <laughs> Lucy Polito in the studio today. You didn't think I was going to say that about Rich, did you? No, well, I was in shock. <laughs> Notice I looked at you. Because uh, I was looking at Rich as I was saying that. <laughs> yeah, that's a very funny trick. Yeah, Rich Jekyll in the studio with myself, Christopher Hart. Our guest today, Matthew Rose. Before we get back to Matthew, we mentioned earlier about the nonprofits and the guests we had on a few weeks ago. That was Jim Moody. Yeah, Jim Moody. Jim. Right. Yeah. Jim Moody from uh, at the Edith Bush, Edith Bush Edith Institute Bush. over right. at Rollins College. And that's what you know clicked in my mind when you mentioned Rollins yep. there. And as we said, uh, SCORE also works with other organizations, some of them located in the National Entrepreneur Center along with SCORE. And one of those is the Disabled Veterans, what is it called again? It's called the Disability Chamber. Disability Chamber. And they're hosting the Veterans Business Initiative. There you go. And tell us about it because we got right one, more on week that, one more week that you can take advantage of this, Veterans. Right. And this is a, a thing that we do twice a year with them. And, and veterans come in, and it's like a job fair. Uh, so uh, some of the big employers here in Orlando or Central Florida come in, and these are decision makers, and they interview the veterans on the spot. And if they like them, they have the authority to hire the veterans on the spot. So it is really, really a unique opportunity for these veterans. 
And that's this coming Tuesday. Yeah. And that's eight in the morning. Right. And you get breakfast. Right. And lunch. The veterans do for free. And you get to take advantage of this. Right. right? So there's when no I charge came home, to veterans. They spit on us. Now look what they do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, nowadays, when you're a politician, they spit on you. Yeah, <laughs> so, no, yeah. that's it. This world is not changed. It's just the target, I guess, right? <laughs> All right. So, as I said, welcome back to the show. Our guest today is Matthew Rose. He is the CEO of Intersection Technology Solutions. We were just talking that is, he got out of college and into the computer world, computer programming, IT. Uh, it was uh, sort of on the cusp of the change from the old giant computer systems and the old ways of commuting, communicating with computers to much more what we have today. Sophisticated. Right. And and so you, you said you went to work in New York in 2003. Mm-hmm. And as all this stuff was changing, uh, it must have been corporations must have been in, in a situation where the technology was really beginning to change very rapidly and always having to update the technology. How did they deal with that? Did some of them obviously must have dealt with it better than others? Yeah, I mean, I, I worked for one specific company. It was a pharmaceutical company. They're actually a pretty famous one. If you know a cooking lady on TV, they got her, went to prison for a little while. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes, <laughs> so yeah. I worked for them after that. Oh, oh, Mama, uh, Margaret? Yeah, I, I Margaret, worked for that. Margaret something. Yeah. No, Ma, yeah, forget it. Forget She's still it, on you. TV. She's still doing forget great. Forget it, you. She's um, but, right. but I worked for them after that. And even in there, when I got in there, they were just getting to the point of even the BlackBerry wasn't really out yet as a phone. Oh, yeah. It, it, you know, I got about that. I got a, my first work phone was a palm uh trio i think it was it was basically a palm pilot that was a phone you know because palm has been out for a few years and even that was weird and it was a different thing because people being able to access email and even text messages were even still sort of new and it was it was weird to you know it went from knowing that they're yeah you know, they had a few users and may check their email on, on the weekends to go and everybody was always on yeah and when that, you know, there was a server that ran it. It wasn't like today where everything's in the cloud and, you know, right. really redundant. There was like one server. <laughs> and, you know, and when that went down, you went down. It was bad. And, you know, and then you're, you know, there's just so many other things, you know, where you, you know, you were mentioning the mainframe <coughs> computers. You, this was already a time when people were building servers, you know, that, that cost thousands and thousands of dollars. But every, you have to build a new server for printing or something. It was just, you put in a new server, a physical box, thousands and thousands of dollars virtual machines were just starting so all these things that now in the it world are just normal were just happening and it, so it definitely was an interesting time to be you know a junior level ad, admin in new york city right on the cusp yeah. of the I, development I, I, I gained a lot of experience though i mean i, I was yeah. lucky enough to have a really good boss that let me be involved in everything but um you know when i saw a budget number sometimes like happen to see a piece of paper i was like that's how much they're paying for that. Is that right? <laughs> you know, it really opened your eyes. So you went to work in New York in 2003, you said? It was, it was actually in there. There was around 2004. I worked a few other jobs. I actually worked at IBM in upstate New York for a little bit before this as a contractor. Was your future wife doing the same thing? No. No, my future wife, who I met in 2005, she she's from Miami. Um, she went to FIU for journalism, and she had just moved to New York when I met her. And she had moved to New York journalism, you know, still, still wow. that time when, you know, yeah. magazines, they were dying, but they were still there, but you were right. going to New York. So she had moved there living like in a friend's mother or a friend's cousin's basement. Um, and she tempted where I was, you know, an IT guy. Uh-huh. And, I, and like she tells people now, I never let her date in New York City. <laughs> you protected her. Right? Yeah, I was like, I'm going to show you around. Good for you. Good so, for you. yeah, so I met her, but she's, she's never been in technology in that you know she understands it enough probably more because she hears me talk about it all day but now she's a totally different walk of life <laughs> well that's sometimes that's the best the deal of all right absolutely yeah. um so you came to uh, orlando when and, and why so we actually got to orlando in late late 2009 and the reason there was when we decided to get married we knew we couldn't stay in new york a because of my wife didn't want the cold and what's her name erica um, she's still involved in the business. Hi, Erica. Yeah, she, she'll be she she actually is uh, 51% owner of the business because she is my boss, personally so and professionally. If you're married, she's your boss, period. Anyway, I, I, right? I, have a, I have the same boss in every part of life. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> it makes it easy. <laughs> I, always, I, I always know who I'm answering Ooh, to. <laughs> exactly. You don't have to worry about it. 
<laughs> so, so you came in 2009. Yeah, yeah. When we, when we decided to get married, um, we're going to stay in New York, but more of the family and my family's decent size, but her family's, she's Colombian friend, Miami and Colombia. So we got married. Oh in, yeah. There you, all right. So is Lucy. There, there you go. I'm Colombian. All right. Great. And, um, so we got married in Miami. And so we got married in November of 2009, Miami. We had quit our jobs in New York without knowing what was going to go on oh, and went on a nice honeymoon, kind of taking advantage of not working, uh-huh. <laughs> hoping we'd find something. And then we knew Orlando was kind of the target because it was far enough away from all the family of either side, just stopping by and knocking on the door and walking in. <laughs> right, right. But, Sorry, but, but close enough. And my family could take a plane ride really easily. Sure. So we had, and we had some friends in Orlando. So we had rented a place in Lake Mary and I got a few consulting jobs uh, in Daytona and downtown. Well, but you, you obviously started, you all started your own mm-hmm. business. So how did that happen? Um, after working a few different jobs in the area, um, I, that was at my last job, which is where I knew Wendy Sellers from. We were talking about that earlier. Right. And, uh, from score Wendy's yep. the score over there. Mm-hmm. And she, and when I was there, I was an IT director of a fairly small company in the Lake Mary area. They do government contract and actually a venture capital company now. And it was great. I was enjoying it, but there was kind of a ceiling I was hitting because they were only so big and mm-hmm. ideas I had can only go so far because of budget and uh, just was kind of kind of wanting to do something different. And a buddy of mine I knew from my days in New York City who was a consultant we used had started his own consulting business. And when I was kind of knocking ideas around, I'm like, what do, we do? How, what do I do? I'm kind of just, I want to do something. He had offered me to do some consulting with him on a, kind of a guaranteed, you know, 40 hours, here's, here's the rate. And everyone I talked to and said, is this good? They all said, run, take it and run. <laughs> so, so it was kind of like the intersection of your life. The, you got it. And you, that's you actually, where the name of the company it. came yes. from, um, Intersection. So, Wait, holy so cow. I actually, na- we made the company on Mark Sundays. the date, Lucy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have to, I have to this, talk this to this Colombian. This is a, uh, a, a, quite an event. <laughs> a here. landmark event here. Indeed, indeed. I'm sorry, uh, Matthew. No, it's fine. No, but because even before. We are speaking with, Matthew, yeah. by the way, Matthew Rose of Intersection Technology Solutions. <laughs> but, yeah, the name actually, because before we even really got the consulting side of the business going, I was going to start doing what most IT people do when they start their own business of doing, working on nights and weekends for whoever would pay me anything. Yeah, independent. And yeah, and so I thought of I'm at an intersection in my life. It was really what, the, and so just it. One, one you of mean those, I was right? You actually were right. Yeah. Oh, oh, <laughs> that's what I say. Mark Jeff the day. Holy cow! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have to put the, uh, an asterisk uh, by this uh, episode on the uh, the uh, in the archive there. <laughs> Very funny. Uh, so. So and basically, because uh, somebody wanted to, to your your services, you started a business, mm-hmm. and I, was it was by word of mouth that you began to grow from there. Because by word of mouth is how you got started. Yeah, and so what? The interesting thing there is that was a, a some contracting that I still do mostly myself. That actually isn't even really local. It's a company that's actually based out of Hong Kong. They're a global two hundred company that I sometimes have to travel for. But that, and that was a nice that gave me and Erica enough to live on and you know, do well, the cash flow. but it was also then after like a year of doing it, we said, and we was doing little jobs inside. Uh, if something happens to, to my buddy here, uh, we're, we're, we're done. Right. You know? So then the idea of our original business was to be a managed service provider, which is meaning provide it to small and medium businesses. So we had to kind of take okay. a step back and. Okay. How would you define it uh, these okay. days? Yeah. So for what we do in it, I was talking to earlier, we don't do we, – we basically do everything um, – how would you describe it, Lucy? Uh, I, th- you, I think you described – like, you know, we're kind of oh, the mechanics yeah. you're, of the you're, car. You're the mechanic yeah. of the car, yes. So, so we, you know, we do infrastructure. We're going to take care of the computers all the way up to servers, networking equipment. We won't build your web page. You know, I was seeing on your website earlier that, you know, you would Caitlin Cook, now Caitlin Study on a few years ago. We'll throw her some deals on web pages. We don't, um, we don't make an app for something cool. Okay. It's not, you know, I, I did do that computer science for a couple semesters in college and I realized I wasn't good at it, so don't ask me to do it. <laughs> <laughs> but we will do everything else that an IT department will do at really what a large company is. We really want to be an outsourced IT department. You know, most companies, you, it takes a while to get to a point where you need a full timer to do more than what your core business is. So that's what we would. So, so how long would you say you, you officially started? Uh, doing that, we've been doing it for probably about two years. Okay. And, well, and we've been, the company has been about three and a half years now, a little longer than that. Okay. 
All right, we're going to have to take another mm-hmm. break here in just a minute. Once again, our guest today is Matthew Rose. He is the CEO, and uh, his wife is the BOSS at uh, <laughs> Intersection <laughs> Technology Amen. Solutions. Uh, but they are a great team. And uh, Matthew is going to be doing a presentation, right? Is it one of the seminar? Coffee? A seminar, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is it one of the? Is it the coffee or? Yes, yeah, coffee. It's, it's the coffee. It's next Wednesday morning uh, okay. at eight a.m. Okay, and it is what? Uh, it, the su- subject is the hidden technology costs in your business. The hidden technology costs. Okay, we'll talk about that when we get back. Give you sort of a preview of that. But what's the date on that one? Uh, the twenty October twenty fourth. Okay, so that's coming up real soon, October the 24th, 8 a.m., and that's going to be at the National Entrepreneur Center, once again, in the Orlando Fashion Square Mall, and it is state-of-the-art stuff over there, uh, uh, state-of-the-art classrooms, And uh, but once again, yep. you'll, you'll want to go to orlando.score.org and pre-register for that. That's orlando.score.org. Or go to Score Orlando on Facebook. Yeah, go see Matthew. That's right. Or if you still got one of those uh, punch, uh, you know, dial your own phones, uh, you know, <laughs> hanging on the wall at home, you can go go call at 407-420-4844. What's the problem with that? Not a thing. <laughs> 407-420-4844. And then uh, we'll be right back with much more of What's the Score. <laughs> Okay, welcome back to What's the Score? Once again, this is the show designed to help you come up with that winning combination for your business. And oftentimes that winning combination involves, well, working with a lot of folks. And uh, we have one of those folks here today who may be of big help to you. I know Score can be a big help to you, though. And uh, we, of course, have Lucy Polito and Rich Jekyll in the studio today from Score. I am Christopher Hart. And our guest today, Matthew Rose of Intersection Technology Solutions. And uh, we were just getting to the point where uh, you we were telling us that you're going to be doing a seminar, the one of the breakfast. I'm sorry, I get I coffee. still can't yeah. break that coffee habit with totally. the leader. It's a coffee a coffee with the leader series, and uh, this is going going to be on October the 24th, and these start at 8 a.m. in the morning, and they are free. You do get pastries and coffee, mm-hmm. and the presentation, and uh, this one by Matthew Rose. And once again, please go to Orlando.score.org to pre-register for this. Yeah, what's the presentation? It's called The Hidden Costs of Technology. Technology. So tell us In what your you, business. Yes. In your business, yeah. Okay, what do you mean by that? Hidden costs of technology. Now, once again, you're, as Lucy put it, the, the what? The mechanic of the car. All right. He, he keeps your systems up and running. Uh, he doesn't pick your, you know, help you with your options. All right. That's but he right. makes sure not, that, that the not under. Gonna get you a GPS system. Right. But he'll make sure <laughs> that that thing is uh, running fine and uh, underneath it. Uh, so how does that apply to most businesses? Well, it really applies to almost every business, no matter where you're at, at, because a lot of times you just, everyone thinks of what we call kind of hard costs. You know, you're going to go, you need a laptop, you need a wireless router for your office or, you know, things like that, cell phone and, you know, maybe email, all the things that are obvious on your budget. Um, but with those, are you choosing the right ones? Is there, you know, cause kind of one of those, you get what you pay for. If you go and look at a laptop at, you know, Best Buy down the road or something, the two three hundred dollar laptop that's on sale made seem great. Probably something you should consider what you're using it for, and if there's a reason why you may want to spend a little bit more money, you know, just like you, people would say with a car, things like that. You know, there's usually a reason. Usually, sometimes you're just paying for luxury, um, and that's just one of them. Then there's other ones that are really, really hidden, and those are things like you consider the cost you pay to whoever does your IT. You know, the you know you're paying them hourly, paying maybe on a flat fee, what have you, and that's great. But then if they're taken all day of your employee, if they, they need them to, to work on their computer because they got to fix the printer or whatever, and that person's just twiddling on their phone or leaving the office for the day, it's lost revenue. You know, if you're a lawyer or something, that's our best example because it's usually everyone understands they, they bill a lot of money. Sure. If a lawyer Hourly, can't use his computer right. to, you know, to put some, something, in, something together. That's maker. Uh-huh. Yeah. So it's not just you're paying IT. You're, you're just having money go out the, the door. So there's so many little situations like that. Um, so if your equipment is down for a couple hours or something, you've lost a couple hours of billable time. Yeah. 
Yeah, and people don't. That's that's one of the bigger ones people don't think about is that it's it's one thing to think you have a you know ah, your IT guy does it free or if it's you know your boss's friend's son or something that does it on the nights and weekends, but there, you know there may be a good time for that. But as as a business grows, there are always things to consider, and we find most people we meet with don't typically consider those costs. That's why you call them the hidden costs of technology mm-hmm. because people aren't uh, paying attention to them. And I wonder if people actually even budget for something like that. They probably don't. And so all of a sudden you have a major expense that could really blow your budget for the month or the year. Well, and some of it can't even really be budgeted for because if you think about it, again, going back to the lawyer example, if they're working on a huge case and you are supposed to have it done by Friday and then the computer goes down or, or again, or if you just need the IT guy to take a few hours to work on it, how do you really budget for that for just missing a deadline? Well, I agree, yeah, but yeah, I, at yeah. least uh, if you can put some money aside mm-hmm. on a monthly basis, at least when this happens, maybe it wouldn't be such For a big... downtime. Yeah. Yeah. So Phenomenal. you help people prevent that situation from arising. Yeah, actually, if you flip the card around there, the, our, uh, our trade... business card in my hand. Uh, yeah, yeah our, our trademark slogan is there. Uh, I was saying that earlier. We prevent tech rage. Yeah, <laughs> 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 I guess everybody who's uh, worked around it knows what you're talking about there. So... By the way, uh, their website for Intersection Technology Solutions is Intersection Tech, spelled T-E-C-H, Intersection, spelled out, tech.com, intersectiontech.com. And if you would like to email Matt, you can do that at mrose at intersectiontech.com. And the hidden costs of technology in your business is going to be the presentation that he gives this coming Tuesday. Is it Wednesday? Wednesday, I'm sorry. And that's, once again, at the National Entrepreneur Center. It's free, but you do have to pre-register. Can uh, people go to your website and, and hook up with the SCORE thing there? We, I don't know if we have it on the website. We have it over LinkedIn and Twitter okay. and Facebook. So, okay. yeah, we'll, we'll, we're directing people back to the right place. And I guess it's, it's Intersection Tech at all of these locations, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. And so, uh, once again, you help people discover these costs uh, where they perhaps are wasting money. And you help them get the, not just keep their systems up and running, but it sounds like you also help them get the appropriate equipment is if they're in that procurement stage. Yeah. Yeah. We, we're, we're kind of a, a full service, um, what we, you know, because most people think of an IT company and they just think it's IT support. And they think of that example of computer breaks, pay somebody, fix it, you know, things like that. And just it, it, we call it reactive in the business. And most IT companies want to be proactive. They want to fix things beforehand. And that's one thing everybody should strive for. But we're trying to do a lot more where we do that. We actually will fix, obviously, the problems and we'll try to be proactive. But we find where we're really able to somewhat separate is on the back end having a lot of processes and procedures that usually every month or so we go to a customer site. We can look and kind of go through a checklist. It's nothing special, to be honest. I'm just something, we, you know, that's created for us. That checklist is sometimes some really basic stuff, but it can change over the course of a month. Maybe, you know, just month to month, the warranties are going out on a server or something. Hmm. We need to then bring that to the company and say, you should probably fix this now before it is, right. you know, bro- broken in the middle of the night. Problem. Yeah. And uh, so we really, in that sense, we try to run like a really well-oiled IT department <clears throat> at, a, at a real company. So a small, medium business can actually kind of rest easy. You know, like they, they can go to bed on a Friday night or even a Monday night feeling pretty comfortable that even if something does happen, they've done everything they can to get it back up and running. So do you also help uh, small business and medium-sized business when they're starting to kind of give them an idea of the type of equipment they're going to need? Is that something, another one of the services you offer? So we, we don't do that necessarily for a cost because our, our normal, uh, our business now, we actually moved out of doing hourly support because it's really difficult to honestly, I don't know how lawyers do it, to be honest. And a lot of times they do retainers, which is kind of the same idea we do. Um, we do a lot of seminars. We've actually done a few at the UCF incubator on, you know, cybersecurity and how to prevent it. We're, you know, these types and we'll, we, I'll talk to anybody because a lot of the small, medium, a small business when they're just starting, some of the tips are pretty simple and they're, they're, they're easier to get through it. And it's almost, it's, it's like anything. If you start it when you're small, you kind of keep good practices as you get older. So, you know, it's like I have two kids, you know, you try to teach them what they do now and hope that they stay on the straight, on the straight line. Um, but we are considering doing a little more with the smaller businesses, uh, of a package. We actually just got accepted into the UCF incubator. So we're actually going to be moving into the winter Springs incubator. And that's one thing the site director up there has talked to us about. So Mm -hmm. it's, 
Not yeah. that it's off the table. It's currently not been. Okay. How do you charge for your services? Uh, it's, monthly? It's or? a monthly. Um, it's a technically a one-year contract, but it's got a 30-day out for either party because, you know what, sometimes we're not the right fit or vice versa. Yeah, right. Um, yeah. And it's it's based, it's loosely based on users. There's, a, there's factors, so I can't necessarily go in and say, oh, X number of users this much, but it's basically, you know, it's a flat cost that mm-hmm. includes everything except you saying, hey, I'm moving across the street. Or we're buying a whole, you know, we're not going right. to say, oh, we'll include right. new service for you. But. All right. Once again, we're speaking with Matthew Rose, Intersection Technology Solutions, and he will be making a presentation on Wednesday. That's the 24th, 8 a.m. at the National Entrepreneur Center called The Hidden Costs of Technology in Your Business. Uh, having looked at a number of businesses, is there a, a general sort of range of percentages that people are losing in these hidden costs that for you could say, hey, the average business is wasting three to 5% of their budget on these hidden costs. Is there such a percentage? Uh, there, so there in, in, you know, cause we always have to re-research our numbers and get them for any seminar we do. And the ones we just found is that in, there was an article in Gartner, which is a IT, yeah. you know, very well-known IT trade, kind of trade. trade and, yeah. They say that an unmanaged computer can cost up to $5,000 a year in cost, after, and that's after the purchase. And by unmanaged, that's typically meaning your office manager's doing IT, you have an IT guy coming in only when it breaks, never to make sure Windows updates, oh, things like that are going. Keep it greased and lubed yeah. and the oil changed. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No maintenance. And, and then a, a well-managed PC can save 37% on that. So I mean it's a pretty large savings. So if you were to go that five thousand dollar number, you're really down to around three grand, right? You know, right off the bat. Sure. It's but it's that but that even goes back to even you go hidden costs. Some of that is even you look at an example of how much it costs because I, I think eighty percent of the costs of having a computer come after purchase as well. So that's part of the hidden cost too. You you can budget for those, but a lot of times people just think oh, I bought a thousand dollar computer in January. I'm done. You know, if you're hiring 10 employees, you just think, okay, $10,000 on computers. Done. That's all you put in the budget. Right. You know, there's... But most of the costs of a computer come after you buy it. Well, yeah. I mean, think about it. Even your home computer, does it work every night? Sure. Exactly. Right. (laughs) So it's... So actually, you could think about this as a form of insurance. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah, you could. You absolutely could. It's a very good way to put it. Yeah. Well, in, in the sense that, you know, keeping your car in good running order is a form of insurance and you're more sure yeah. to get where you want to go and safely. Right. And there's no guarantee, but you're more likely. And and that's the whole idea. And so once again, uh, Matt will be giving this uh, presentation on this coming Wednesday. And uh, if you can't make it, of course, you can visit his website. That's intersectiontech.com, intersectiontech.com. And that's where you can email him, mrose at intersectiontech.com. And uh, he would love to talk to you about how he can help you eliminate these hidden costs uh, out of your business. Uh, That's what you're really in the business of doing, correct? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Keeping people up and running Mm -hmm. and not having them waste their money. Uh, before the show, we were talking about the value of networking mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. Would you tell us about, uh, you know, the the job that you're doing now and how you got it and that kind of thing? So first off, I think the one thing it's shown is in value of networking, it may not be in the traditional sense everybody thinks about it in starting a business, but even just being able to start my own business was because I kept in contact with people from 10, 15 years ago mm-hmm. um, that I just found to have knowledge or, you know, that were good to me even when they were a vendor and I was at the job and that got me the ability to do what I wanted to do and open my own business. But from a networking perspective, um, there's a million ways you can do it. There's the chambers in the area. You know, you mentioned the Maitland chamber earlier. Uh, There's different networking events all over. There's opportunity all over the place. Um, And all of them are great, but you have to kind of find what works for your business because for something uh, like what I do, you know, the chambers are wonderful. I have a great time. I made some great people at like the Seminole Chamber, Novito Chamber. But a lot of times they don't have customers that are that see what we're doing so much. Target market. Yeah, exactly. And we, we still kind of try to, you know, like we've been to Grow FL events. Those are, you know, because those are for second stage companies. So that's a little better for us. Um, we're, and we're still trying it out. And the thing is, it's. I tell you what, I'm going to have to stop you right there, though, because we have to take a break. break. We'll come back with more of What's the Score? Okay, welcome back to What's the Score? Once again, this is the show designed to help you come up with that winning combination. 
And along with Lucy Polito and Rich Jekyll, I am Christopher Hart. Our guest today is Matthew Rose. And I want to make you a bet there, Rich. Are you going to be? You going to bet me? Yeah. Are you going to be at the Hidden Costs of Technology in your business presentation on Wednesday, October the twenty fourth at eight a.m. at the National Entrepreneur Center? I'm going to be hidden. Are you, oh, okay. All right. Well, here's why I say that. I bet somebody's going to show up there, and they, if you were there, they're going to say, "Are you Rich Shakel from the What's the Score show?" Well, they do that all the time, and that's why I'm talking about. Radio and stuff, yeah, they do it all the time. Radio is still one of the best ways, ladies and gentlemen, to get your message out to a mass audience and do it so very easily. Did you know, well, if you've been listening to this show, of course you know, that some 95% of all Americans will listen to their radios this week. And a lot of folks are listening to their radio right now today, listening to what we're talking about. And, of course, with four great radio stations here in Orlando, the Salem Media Group, can help you target that audience that you would like to hear your message, perhaps in your own voice. Yeah. Uh, with all the great professionals here, they can uh, really uh, present you with a commercial that you'd be proud of, and that'll get your point across to the audience that you would like to hear it. Bill Files is the man to talk to, 407-618-1760. And we like to brag because our form of radio here, that is talk radio, runs neck and neck on a regular now basis. Now it's neck and neck. With country Before music. you said sometimes well, country year, is ahead and sometimes. Yeah. And then and this year, the, the talk radio will be ahead. And I had this, okay, yeah, cool. It, it seems to correlate with the election cycle. Ah, that in uh, election uh-huh. years, talk radio becomes the most listened to format, and in off years, it becomes the second barely listened to format to country music. Yes, so talk radio yep. is always in a grinning. talk radio is always right up there with the most listenership, and that's what you want, ladies and gentlemen. More ears hearing your message. Once again, Bill can explain the whole works to you. And that's 407-618-1760. And as I said, they're great professionals here. They make it so very easy for us to do. We literally just walk in, sit down, and start talking. That's about how easy they make it for you here. And uh, and it's easy on the wallet, too. So 407-618-1760. Give Bill a call. Tell him Rich the Dr. Jekyll sent you. Yeah, thanks, Bill. <laughs> All right. Uh, back to Matthew Rose. Once again, he is going to be uh, making a presentation this Wednesday, the 24th at 8 a.m., the National Entrepreneur Center, uh, uh, called The Hidden Costs of Technology in Your Business. And was it through the incubator that you became involved with SCORE? How did it come to be that you're going to be doing this? Um, actually, the reason we started, we actually started reaching out to SCORE ourselves. Um, you and your wife? Yeah, and it's because she, uh, my wife actually saw Cynthia Blackwell from Black Rain, Black, oh, yeah. Black Rain Partners Black do Green. a, uh, I think they've done no, a numerous ones. Oh, yeah. Yes, they did. Many. Yeah, and she was at one of the ones a few years ago, or a few years ago, and uh, kind of just stayed in contact, and it was just one of those finding the right time where you know where we could schedule it and work for the schedule and as i was saying a little earlier before the show it was they had a i guess they had a cancellation and we were free so you know hopped her right in oh, and right. make sure we helped out and got our uh, names in there and should be interesting hey, hope it's, so. it's all about timing in life right being yeah. at the right place at the right time uh kind of like you were you know, when people came to you to to begin that got you started in Intersection Technology Solutions. Once again, the website, ladies and gentlemen, is intersectiontech.com. And you can email Matt there, there at mrose at intersectiontech.com. And we were speaking about the hidden costs of technology in your business. Uh, is one of those hidden costs the rapid changing in the technology, technology yeah. that's available and people maybe jumping ahead or not taking advantage of it soon enough? And can you help people out with that? Yeah, so I would actually say a lot. it's not so much the change in technology, but the security issues that go along with it. Oh, yeah. You know, because oh, yeah. if you think about just, you know, the Windows operating system or, you know, even a Mac operating system for that nature, it... It, they go to a new version. You know, Windows 10 has been out for years now, but for the longest time, people were hanging on to Windows XP, and now they're hanging on to Windows 7, and they eventually stop supporting them. Microsoft, A, because it actually becomes more difficult to support, but also because they want to make more money. Sure. They'll start pushing you off of there, and then they stop putting patches out, which is pretty much the easiest baseline security anybody can do. You know, What is a patch? When you do Windows updates on your computer, it annoys everybody. Because, you know, if you don't do them right or they're not set up correctly, they'll 
inevitably they'll want to reboot in the middle of you doing a document. Right. And even if you've, no, it'll keep popping up later, later. Right, right, right. And that seems easy, but, and then eventually it just does it Monday morning at 9 a.m. Right. When you whether actually you, need to do you something. want it or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you've got 40 patches that need to install because you've been pushing off for three yeah. months. <laughs> um, I'm guilty of that. Yeah, everybody is. <laughs> but but it's really, we tell people you should just let it happen on a Friday night or a Saturday morning yeah, because that's, that's, that's honestly about the easiest thing you can do for security aside from antivirus. But that's what we see more. Everyone wants to go to the latest and greatest. And when you go to the latest technology, there's always a bug if you want to be the first one. Like, I would never be the first one to get an I- the iPhone, whatever the $1,500 one that just came out is, the XS, I think. Right. You know, because right. you know there's going to be a bug. But there's always more chance of security issues. And then the old, but then the older you stay, there's more security issues too. So that's that's one of the bigger hidden costs too. Is that, and you can't really put a dollar amount on security. Do you do you help your clients sort of stay in that that ideal groove, mm-hmm. you know, where you're not t- jumping too soon or waiting too long? We yeah, we try to m- make sure that's a recommendation that's based upon a company budget. Really, what the company needs. Uh, specific companies may have an application that only works on a certain version of Windows. Right. I mean, heck, there's there's a lot of applications like I, I, I we were in a furniture store last year and they were still running windows xp it hasn't been supported but probably some application they need hmm. right and, and hey i'm not their it guy i'm not <laughs> right but, but it's you know we try to help them with that but we also try to help them in just thinking about security too because you really can't put a dollar amount on it because it's uh if you get hacked it can be you know maybe you have a little bit of money and it can also put you out of business what Listen. I am. No, I'm going home and updating all this stuff that I keep getting. <laughs> I have three or four things that they keep saying. You haven't done it. You haven't done it. I will do it today. I did it uh, about a month ago. Uh, uh, Windows 10, mm. and one of the patches really screwed me up. Every and once I've in a while, I've been trying yeah. to get back to, you know, the old Windows 10, and it won't won't you, let me go. Yeah, that's that's the that's one thing about if you do it without any kind of IT guy in the middle of it. Windows, Microsoft now just pushes patches worse than they were, which is good and bad. They had a bad patch a couple weeks ago that deleted files. Oh, boy. And they realized it after they released it, but it caused a lot of harm. Yeah. Um, even for, you know, even for, but the thing is we usually test our patches for, you know, at least a few days or weeks on some computers we don't care about. Then we push it to the clients, but that can happen. Um, but there, but patches are, there's something called Patch Tuesday. Microsoft releases patches the the second Tuesday of every month. So you'll notice if you do them on a regular basis, unless there's something crazy, like a big ransomware attack that they need to patch immediately, after the second Tuesday of the month is when you'll notice all of a sudden Microsoft's got, you know, a handful to tens of patches for you. All right. Once again, our guest today, Matthew Rose of Intersection Technology Solutions, the website intersectiontech.com. And once again, he'll be doing the presentation, which is free. It's at the National Entrepreneur Center Wednesday. That's this coming Wednesday, the 24th at 8 a.m. It's called The Hidden Cost of Technology in Your Business. Matthew, you've seen changes, you know, because you came in, as we said, when we had the big rooms full of computers, and you've seen it change over time. Can you peer into the future and tell us oh, what... Oh, uh, How's he going to peer uh, into the future? Uh, he, he, what, do you, you know think the, he's Karnak the Great? Well, he must have some <laughs> some feel for where things are going, right? Okay. Well, I got this. With the artificial intelligence and all of this sort of thing. Well, I can give you a little bit where, you know, the, the thing in the, you know, when I first got in the workforce, there's a server for everything physically. Then I got to virtual machines, which is, you know, one big powerful server that can run lots of you, things, lots of, mm-hmm. you know, applications tech, yeah. and stuff. And now we're in the clouds. Now we're in the cloud. And there's AWS. This is your, you, I mean, it was Just AWS. Just information, special. guys. Rich has always been in the cloud. You wasted my moment. <laughs> There's 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 all these things, and you know the cloud is the next big thing, and everyone's starting to move their stuff there. And what we find a lot of times is it it goes almost back to the hidden cost thing. The the one thing about running a server in your office is okay, electricity, your internet, and hoping you know the uptimes where you need it and whatever that cost. You start moving to a cloud, you're paying per every second it's running per per how much hard drive space, per, 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 per. So you start looking and go, oh, it's 30 bucks a month to run the server. You know, it's not bad. Hmm. But then, okay, well, let me, I need more hard drive space. I want to run faster. And you end up, people 
especially larger companies, one that have these budgets they don't really pay attention to, they can spend thousands of dollars a month without realizing Not even it. realizing so, it. So, I mean, the cloud is great for a lot of things, but, and I've talked to uh, the same buddy of mine who kind of gave me the start to do this. We both kind of think that there's going to be almost like a, it's going to hit a, an apex and it's probably going to come soon. And then some people are going to realize those costs are pretty high and start bringing a little bit back into mm-hmm. whether it's a data center, you know, an office, something, because everything in the cloud is expensive. Wow, it, it, can, I did it, not it, know can, that. it can get expensive. And aren't you sort of held, I don't know if hostage is the right word, but certainly uh, if something were to interrupt that system, you're SOL. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was a month or two ago, Microsoft had a major issue in their Southeast data center. Um, and by that, I mean Office 365, which is a huge percentage of business emails now. Um, web, you know, websites that were built on Microsoft Azure servers, uh, you know, things like SharePoint, other things that are part of uh, off Microsoft you don't think about. And it was for really two or three days, it was intermittent. I had some customers because we that's what we use. Some customers that never, didn't call me and others that every fifth login didn't work or every third. And I, I, I couldn't do anything. And it almost makes it more trouble for me. Like, I'd rather it be a server on site than I know I can go and kick it. Right. All right. It's back up. You know, right. Right. <laughs> or blame it on Brighthouse or Spectrum. But that's what I mean. You're, yeah. you're, you're, mm-hmm. you're dependent totally on that particular system. Yeah. It's, it's out of your hands, so to speak. You don't have that thing you can physically touch. Exactly. All right. Well, we're going to have to leave it right there. But once again, Matthew Rose uh, can help you save that money on the hidden costs of technology in your business. And that's, by the way, the title of his presentation. Well, he didn't tell us about the future. (laughs) Well, is it it, it for an episode in the future? Here's here's the thing. (laughs) I'll come back. (laughs) You want a guy who understands what's going on now and how it might develop into something in the future. And Ah. maybe it may not be exactly what you need for what you have uh, in your need. All right. (laughs) Yeah. Did you follow me through that one, Rich? Yeah. yeah. Can you say SOL on the radio? Because you did before. (laughs) Well, you can say that, but you can't say the the other. All right. All right. But anyway, we can't say much more because we're about out of time for today. But once again, the hidden cost of technology in your business, go to orlando.score.org. Sign up for it right now before it's sold out, although it is free, uh, before it's full, I should say. In the meantime, we'll be back next week with more of What's the Score, and I hope you'll be there with us. And yeah, please thanks, tell Matthew, for thank, being our guest. Thank yeah. you for having me. And don't forget the Facebook page, Score Orlando. Oh, yeah, like us. Like us a lot. <laughs> Bye. See ya.